This is the Middle East Report. The more you know about that ancient exodus, the more it becomes clear that Jesus' life, and particularly the life of that last week of his Passion Week, are based and shaped by those ancient stories. Each week, American Family Radio brings you truthful reporting on what's happening in Israel and the Middle East. I'm John Riley. How does the ancient history of the Bible define our faith and walk with the Lord? Do the stories of the Old Testament have any bearing on the death and resurrection of Jesus, as well as on our own life today? Historian and Bible teacher Ray Vanderlaan has been studying and teaching Jewish culture for decades using the methods of Jewish education. His ministry is focused on understanding the Bible in light of historical and cultural context in which God placed it. Ray Vanderlaan has traveled to Israel numerous times, sharing his insights in biblical history and how it can deepen our appreciation for God's redemptive story. He is known for his instructive teaching videos filmed on location in Israel. BibleGateway.com has made available Path to the Cross, an online free five-week video Bible study that features Bible teacher Ray Vanderlaan. The Passover's stories, the ancient stories of Israel during Passover, form a paradigm, an outline, if you will, for many of the things that Jesus said and did during that week. For example, came into Jerusalem as the Lamb of God on Lamb Selection Day, had Last Supper, a Seder, during the time of Seder, was crucified as the Lamb of God on Passover during the time the lambs were killed for sacrifice, was raised on first fruits, the beginning of the harvest, All things that had been established originally at the time of Israel's exodus from Egypt. The more you know about that ancient exodus, the more it becomes clear that Jesus' life, and particularly the life of that last week of his Passion Week, are based and shaped by those ancient stories. In the Passover, the number four was very central. But in the ancient Exodus, there were four promises God gave to his people. I will take you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will set you free from being slaves. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm, and I will take you to be my own people. Because of those four promises, the number four shaped the Seder practices. There are four questions from four different sons four promises, and eventually there would be four cups of wine that they were used during the Passover celebration. I think you can see a glimpse of that in Jesus' Seder, though again, it's unclear at exactly what point that became the practice in Judaism. But there's a cup before the supper. That's not the cup that we use for communion or Holy Eucharist because that came during the meal. So that's probably the first of the four cups. The third cup, the cup of redemption, is the one that Jesus turned into our Lord's Supper, our Holy Communion. And then after the supper, he said, I will not drink again, as if to say, there is a fourth cup, but I'm not going to drink that one. So after Passover, and however many cups that he used, Jesus went to Gethsemane, and there, realizing, recognizing what he would do that next day to die on the cross for the sins of the world, He asked God to take the cup from him. Some have identified that as a fifth cup, the cup of God's wrath against sin that Jesus knew he was called to drink. His conclusion, take the cup from me, but if it's your will, I'll drink it, 
is a demonstration of Jesus' absolute commitment to his mission. And as he hung on the cross, in a metaphorical sense, he drank that fifth cup on behalf of anyone who believes in him. The Path to the Cross online free five-week video Bible study is available by visiting BibleGateway.com. That's the Middle East Report from American Family Radio, each week providing you with truthful reporting on what's happening in Israel and the Middle East. I'm John Riley.